conspiracy theories, eh? Wait till you get a load of this. Hello, and welcome to Cracked Sisters Conspiracies. We're a podcast that covers conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all over spooky shit. My name is Cassandra. And I'm Jackie. And we are said sisters. This is our second go around at a long distance recording. We're still yeah. working out the, the technical component. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've only gotten perceived feedback since no one's actually heard our other one just yet, but James. Oh, that's he- true, yeah. The oh-so-pleasant optimist that he is. It's not going to be the same. <laughs> so he really just... Was he actually just together. texted me maybe 25 minutes ago a secondary side story to the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh, okay. And one of the police officers that was first on scene and helped save four people committed suicide using heavily air quotes. Air quotes, okay. And like his ex-wife was telling this whole story about how he was acting super weird afterward and he was trying to have them get remarried so the kids could be on his benefits. He was trying to get all of his life insurance information together and then he just suddenly killed him in the most like impossible way possible but the police department that he worked with was like spitting their own narrative. It was very interesting. That is interesting. He had reached out to me last week, like, how you doing? I'm like, it's weird. How's it for you? He's like, it's weird. And it was all rainy and depressy and sad. But you know, it was we had a couple of days of drizzle. Now it's just howling Santa Ana's and all the lights are getting knocked out. Is it? It goes all the way up there. Last night, it was like Santa Ana's. I thought it was raining outside, but it's just the wind blowing everything and every one. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's crazy. I do not like this time of year. Everything is dry. I'm just waiting for the nosebleeds to start, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, oh, I was so excited to see that you got the letter that I sent you or the card. Oh, I did. So I fucking knew something was up because it was thick. And I'm like, oh, there's money in it. And then when I saw that there wasn't, but there was like some weird paper, I'm like, this bitch filled it with something. So I opened it over a trash can and then it rained big black dicks everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Which was very cute. You have to to catch on to that. I'm a detective. Did you have to like special order that or did it? No, I made it. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. So I used my Cricut to like make you the card. And then I I ordered the the black dick confetti. Yes. Slash glitter or whatever. And then I just took a piece of tissue paper and made a little pocket in there and glued it all shut. So when you open it, it rips open. So my only critique yeah. is that I could only read half of what you I wrote know. because you glued over the words and I'm like trying to rip away at the tissue paper, but not at the actual card itself. So I got the gist of what you said, but the whole center section, I can't read. <laughs> well, And I knew that was kind of going to be the case. So it wasn't anything super exciting other than we're so excited for you. Congrats. Yeah. Here's a bunch of dicks. Okay. It was mainly just a vessel <laughs> to get the glitter to you. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I ordered that the dick glitter months ago with the thought that I would do something like that. So now what? it's your turn for the okay, oh, don't you worry the dickification <laughs> of something. But yeah. 
Speaking of dicks, but also kind of not really. Do you remember what our topic for today is? Not even slightly. We are going to be talking about gaydar. Oh, that's right. And okay. so I cannot for the life of me remember if it was my topic or your topic. It was in the book and it might have been one it of those yours. things. I think it was mine as I was like scrolling for, you know, yeah. ideas. But yeah, so that's what we're going to go over. So it's Ooh. it's not just gaydar, but it's specifically Canada's involvement with the whole concept yes. of gaydar. Okay. How exciting. Okay. For the gays. For the- <laughs> Maybe not for the gays. No, no. Um, for the record, <laughs> I actually do have alcohol today. I didn't have any last week. So that was also probably uh, contributing to yeah. the lack of oomph in our back and forth. But okay. The concept of gaydar is that someone can essentially determine another person's sexual orientation just based on intuition and reliance on both verbal and nonverbal cues. So things like body language, their mannerisms, their tone of voice, their grooming habits, all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're going to be a terribly judgmental person, if you picture a very flamboyant gay man, you typically bring to mind a specific type of person because you're 100% stereotyping someone, which is not Mm -hmm. something that anyone should do. And really with the whole concept of gaydar, you're just straight up judging people. So I don't encourage that and don't judge people. You never know. The only time I've ever heard about gaydar is other gay people saying that they have gaydar. Like they can tell who's gay because they're gay. Sure. So it's like they're on that same wavelength. Yeah. But the gaydar that we're going to talk about today actually goes to a whole other level. And it's like really awful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, someone else's preferences and sexual orientation are no one else's business. Mm-hmm. But historically, people have judged and mistreated others simply because of those preferences, yes. which is pretty fucked up. Like, you do you, boo. I have no business at all having an opinion on what you do in your personal life. But some people are nosy as fuck and can't let people be and go way far out of the way to make a determination as to whether someone is gay or not. And it's kind of insane to me because what does it matter? There have been some psychological studies conducted over the years looking into the concept of gaydar. And one of the worst was actually a device developed by a psychology professor in Canada named... Frank Robert Wake, and he created what he called the fruit machine. (laughs) Pause and really let that sink in because how fucking terrible. That's that's no good. So this machine was developed unsurprisingly in the 1950s when people had very little tolerance for homosexuality (laughs) and they were so pressed about gay men living and breathing around them that they needed to be able to know who they were instead of just minding their own business and leaving people alone. Wake had been recruited by the Canadian government and was sent to the United States to study the homosexual measures that were being developed there. So they were under the impression that the United States was trying to develop their own kind of gaydar, so to speak, and they wanted him to go investigate and see what he can bring back and implement for the Canadian government. So while he was in the U.S., He had come across a study from an American professor that was done for marketing purposes. It was done for companies trying to sell their products. So just kind of keep that in mind. And in that study, they had subjects with cameras strapped to their heads walking around the grocery store. And those cameras measured the pupil dilation 
as they were looking at different products to see which different product packaging would elicit more of a response. And so if their people's got big, they thought, oh, this box of Kraft mac and cheese is really selling itself versus, you know, uh-huh. something else. Then Wake thought, hey, that sounds cool. Let's apply it to the gays. <laughs> That well, that's how- true. When you look at someone you like, when you're like looking at someone and you guys first start looking, if you're attracted to the person, I think your pupils will get bigger before they, they come back to normal. It's like a just a body's response that you can't fake. So there is some truth to that. But as we explore this a little bit more, you'll see how flawed of a actual like testing method it really was. Okay. So the fruit machine. It was named as such due to the super awesome derogatory label that gay men were given back in the day being fruits. I have never understood why someone or something being fruity was a bad thing. Like fruits fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't get it. But the labels and like terms for people have gotten worse over the years. It's not the worst that I've heard to, you know, (laughs) again, consider this is the 50s. So everything was still a little less extreme. The machine was supposed to identify gay men by subjecting these guys to watching pornography, and the machine would then measure the diameter of the pupils. It noted their level of perspiration and also check their pulse to supposedly note a erotic response to said porn. So the machine, I say in quotes, was really just like a chair from a dentist office, <laughs> like one of those ones that you like recline back in yeah. kind of. <laughs> Oh, so slowly in the most yeah. awkward pace. And so it was one of those chairs that had a camera that was on a pulley system that would move it mm-hmm. towards the pupils with a black box on it that had different images. And so some of them were boring, mundane things like a field and like kids running around. And there were also more sexually explicit pictures of both men and women. Mm -hmm. So they figured the pupils would dilate in response based on how much the subject liked what they were seeing. And they ended up naming this technique the pupillary response test. Hmm. The participants were generally volunteers brought in under false pretenses. So they had all been told that they were trying to measure their stress levels. But ultimately, the word got out what the true purpose was. And then they had very few people willingly volunteered for it. And it became like you were voluntold to participate in this. You know what this test is giving? What? A clockwork orange. It is very much a clockwork orange. <laughs> they do not fucking hold it's, you know, eyes open with two your eyes open, but <laughs> yeah. but it is yes, very reminiscent where they're flashing the imagery and that's more brainwashing and just ruining that poor guy's life. But you know, yeah, very like similar. Same time, also 50s, 60s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ultraviolet. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Fuck that movie. I watched it way too young, not knowing what it was. We I all just like do. took it your shelf. Yeah. And uh yeah, I'm good. One one and done. I know Evan has the shirt he wears all the time. Yes. And I remember having a couple of friends in like middle school that were like way too into it. And what I know now that I didn't know then was like how big of a red flag, like someone being super obsessed with that movie. Is. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Hi, Archer. I'm sorry. I'm getting attacked. 
here's my dog's butt. <laughs> so, oh, like straight asshole right there. Quite literally. You're on camera. Some things will never change. Oh, look, you're on your new leather couch. I am. Yes. That's right. Oh, I'm excited to see it next month. Oh, I know. Back to the fruit machine. <laughs> Canada ended up utilizing the devices in the 50s and 60s during a time when they were trying to eliminate all gay men from civil service, oh. the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and the military. It was actually a crime of sexual abnormality if you were considered gay, a full-on like crime. And they use that as their foundation for their testing and their accusations. Okay. Super awesome. Canada sounds amazing. Yeah, I thought Canada was like the nice, you know, country. Yes. Country, like right? I have a note, like Canada has actually done some pretty fucked up shit over the years. But normally when you think of them, it's like how they're overly nice and polite and they're America's yeah. top hat and our friendly neighbors. But really, they are just as bad as everyone else. It yeah. kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth. I have mixed feelings about the Canadians I've interacted with in my life, but that's more so yes. personal reasons. But humans are humans no matter where you are. This is true. And we're all terrible. So... <laughs> But again, like with the whole, the testing for being gay, I still don't understand what someone's bedroom business has to do with their ability to do their jobs. My guess is they were just concerned with all of the gay men being too busy lusting after their colleagues and coworkers to focus on what they're doing. So they yeah. just thought it was best that people just don't work at all if that's the case. <laughs> all right, then. So because of all of the testing and the singling out and the, you know, perceived labeling of everyone, a significant amount of people ended up losing their jobs as a direct result of the Gator slash fruit machine testing. And it also inflicted irreparable damage to these people's social lives as well, because, yeah. oh, you lost your job. Why'd you lose your job, Frank? Because the government thinks I'm gay. And I'm sure that did not go over well at the barbecue yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, that's shitty. Yeah, the project, it was funded for quite some time, but it ended up being cut off from the government funding by the late 60s. So it went on for almost 20 years before Canada pulled the plug on it. But that also didn't stop the investigations from happening. And the Mounties, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, which... Yeah. Hello, if anyone is going to be accused... I'm like, that's like the gayest fucking position. Oh my God. And I saw one in real <laughs> life. They ride around on horses and they think they're hot shit and they're weird ass balloon pants and red like jackets <laughs> and shit. But they subjected yeah. like 9,000 more people to testing over the course of oh my gosh. this time frame. Overall, it was determined that the results of the fruit machine testing were wildly inaccurate. Shocker of what? all shockers. Especially given the fact that the functional mechanism of the device was based in pseudoscience in nature. And it wasn't actual science. So that's kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. The pupillary response test. So that's what they use. They, the dilation of the eyes. That's what essentially they based all of their testing and information on. That's yeah. where all of the problems lie. So the assumptions that they used were that the visual stimuli would produce a certain involuntary reaction that could then be measured scientifically with only using heterosexuals and homosexuals responding differently with enough frequency that they can make a determination based off of it. And as I mentioned, they only used 
heterosexuals and homosexuals thinking that there were only two types of sexualities that existed, which we know that that is not the case at all. Bisexuality was a big wrench that got thrown in the gears and would skew everything. There's asexuality now. And sexuality. And so many more that I don't even know. One of the problems that came about from the test was that the researchers failed to take into account the varying sizes of people's pupils. So like you and I at rest, our pupils aren't necessarily going to be the same size first off. Mm -hmm. There's also something called pupillary distance. So between your eyes, it's not going to be the same for me, for you, for any of the people that are being test subjects. So there's all of these variables that they didn't account for or make note of. So all of their research, I say in quotes, was already skewed from the get-go. Okay. The camera that they used to take pictures of the pupils So imagine there's a box in front of them with the slides. The camera is taking images from the side. So given the view that it has, because the subject's supposed to be looking at something and they're trying to take a a response photo from the side, you can't see the full-on frontal view of the pupils. So it became very hard to actually gauge what the reaction of the pupils was. You couldn't actually capture it. Yeah. And then... The biggest factor that threw the biggest wrench in the gears, which I think is so fucking hilarious that not one single person thought to take this into consideration, was the fact that pupils dilate with light. Yeah, that's actually a good point. (laughs) The slides that they would show, depending on what it was, different levels of light would come through. And so it was Um, the reaction to the amount of light, not necessarily the stimuli, not the images that they were seeing. So that was the biggest flaw of all. Um, Technically, pupils contract with light, but we'll let that The the dilation. So they get smaller with light versus an overly dark image where it's going to get bigger, which is what they were looking for. that's a good point. I didn't even think about that either. Neither did they, because again, not real scientists. (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) But the fact that the Canadian government fired so many people and took this as fact, like the responses that they got. (laughs) Oh my God. Justin Trudeau, not too long ago, was like, I need to apologize to all of Canada on behalf of my predecessors because we were really bad to the gays and lesbians. So sorry. Just that fact alone really shows how little actual science was used. And when they looked at the different sizes of the pupil dilation, the amount of change was often smaller than one millimeter. So it was barely a recognizable change. So it wasn't really anything that they could easily measure and ended up not being helpful at all. So as soon as anyone with two brain cells to rub together started looking at the research, it was pretty quickly determined that their gaydar machine did absolutely nothing other than humiliate a bunch of people and got a lot of people fired for no good reason. Yeah. Um, You honestly have a better shot at determining someone's sexual orientation just by observing them Mm -hmm. than the machine produced. But even then, the guessing method is just as flawed because while some are more overt about their preferences, it's not necessarily something that most people go around advertising. And in our current day and age, especially with men, the concept of metrosexuality and their overall shift in grooming culture, you can't just guess based on how someone looks or acts. At the end of the day, Gator was a hoax. It didn't work. It was a terrible idea that 
a government entity tried to implement and then failed miserably, and they are still trying to make up for it 70 years later. So You know what we need to make? (laughs) What? A tally sheet or like a scoreboard of all the times the government has created a program that has just massively fucked up versus the shit that they've done that's good. Because as of now, just the episodes we recorded, they are woefully in the fucked up category versus maybe like i don't even know if we have one that's like I, a good i am hard pressed to think of even one thing right now that the government has done well and like I think it's well that they fucked up yeah i'm like oh what about social programs i'm like nope social security that's fucked up like we're not going to be able to retire and there is nothing that the government has done for our benefit which was just really sad at the end of the day it's every man for himself (laughs) i kind of don't want to exist in the world once i am at retirement age because i don't even know what retirement age is going to be we're going to have to work until we die well i mean you're already unemployed so you're halfway there but yeah have you given any thought to what your next topic is going to be no Actually, I do know what I'm going to do. What are you going to talk about? Next topic, I think I want to talk about deep fakes. Ooh, that's becoming like a really big thing. I've been seeing a lot of deep fake content on TikTok and that shit is... I haven't heard anything about it. I know a little while ago, maybe like a year ago, they were having the issues with the fake porn. They were doing deep fakes of celebrities doing porn, but wasn't them but i haven't heard anything since but i also haven't looked into it so it hasn't been on my algorithm but well especially with the rise of ai technology coming into play that's becoming a much bigger thing because they're able to replicate people's likeness their voices so you can pretty much do anything if you have the basic recording of someone which is really scary like that's one of the way could be Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. It would be. But yeah, okay. So I'm I'm looking forward to to that a little bit more. I have every intention of working on our TikTok, which we have a couple of videos. You should come check them out. But you can also find us on other social media platforms. You can reach us on Instagram primarily. DM us. You can send us feedback, notes, recommendations for topics. We have Facebook and X slash Twitter, but we don't ever use it. We have our Patreon, which you have been doing a much better job at uploading the exclusive content so you can see the videos of our recordings there. Or you can send us an email if you are old fashioned and you can reach us at cracksistersconspiracies at gmail.com. But with that, stay cracked, y'all. Have a great day.